Welcome back to the Pool Pro Podcast. On today's episode, Lisa Rodino describes the types of SBA loans available for small businesses. Plus, she describes the importance of building business credit. The podcast begins now. Back to the Pool Pro Podcast. I'm Dave Rockwell. And I'm here with my co-host. Michelle Cavanaugh. I'm not on video today. So those of you watching on YouTube, you'll just hear my voice. And, and I hope that's good enough for you on this episode. <laughs> Michelle is lost somewhere in the mountains in Colorado. So hopefully we find her by next week. <laughs> and we're here today with Lisa Rodino, Fit You Finance. And uh, she's been with us before talking about the payroll protection loans. And uh, we wanted to have her back to get a little bit of an update on that topic and also to just give us a little more insight on building business credit, why we would want to do that, and uh, the, the smart ways to, to do it. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you very much, Dave and Michelle. Thank you for thank having me. Yes, it's thanks for coming back here. with us. We appreciate it. Oh, sure. Happy to be here. So uh, you had some updates for us on, on some experiences with, with Pete, working with people on, on the payroll protection plan. Um, it, seem, it seems like there's some people out there that are a little bit afraid of the program for some reason. Can you kind of update us on that? Sure. So the payroll protection program is a forgivable loan from the SBA. And some of my clients are a little nervous about that because they're afraid their loan will not be forgiven. Well, if their loan is not forgiven, the loan will convert into a loan that has a 1% interest rate payable over a five-year period with the first 12 months being deferred. So it is not a bad deal to get tied up into even if you do not receive forgiveness. But the government has made it easier to have those loans forgiven. Uh, it's just a matter of your documentation. You know, show that you've compensated yourself if you're a sole proprietor over the eight to 12, 24 week period that you are eligible to have the loan forgiven. So it's a matter of keeping good records and uh, you know, making sure you have everything ready when it is time to apply for the forgiveness, which everyone will need to apply for forgiveness and the applications are simple. And I will attest to that. It, it was the easiest process I've ever gone through. Um, is there still money available? Is this program still ongoing right now? We are still accepting applications. The program is still ongoing. And the applications need to be in by the end of May. So May 31st is the cutoff date as far as when applications are accepted. But understand this, the providers have up to 30 days past May 31st to process those loans. So we still have time. And there's no- Dave, just real quick, Dave, on the last point that you made, on social media, I noticed on our, you know, Pool Pro podcast page and other social media pages that we have for the podcast, people were commenting on the fact that there's no free ride and, you know, per the previous uh, comments that Lisa made, you know, even if for some reason you don't get it forgiven or you have a hard time with taking money from the government for free or something like that, this is probably the best business loan you're ever going to get, even if it's at 1%. 
it's the best loan you're ever going to get. You know, if you need some money for, for whatever reason, you know, it's going to be the best loan that you, that you get. So if you're considering growth or anything, consider it even for the 1% loan. Um, I think that that would be a smart decision. If you, if you need money or capital or money to grow or, you know, invest in something, I, this is a great opportunity. Absolutely. Now, the one caveat about this loan is it pretty much that you have to spend it on yourself, right? You have to use it to pay yourself if you're a sole proprietor. You need to use it on yourself, up to 60% of it, but also on, a, there's a list of items that are acceptable to utilize as the forgiveness portion. Uh, the interest on a mortgage, if you work from your home and you do qualify a work area as your business area, that could potentially be forgiven. Um, you could also have forgiven any lease payments that you make, any upgrades that you had to incur to protect yourself from COVID are also considered. Um, and, and there are a number of other things. So that's just a tip of the iceberg. But if you don't use it on yourself, then you're only still only paying 1%. Correct. If you're not paying yourself 60% of the funds that you have received, it would convert into a 1% interest loan for the unforgivable portion of the loan. So I think the key takeaway here is that there is still money in the pot to be had that we have until the end of May to apply for it. If you haven't done so, it's pretty much a no brainer. It's, it's the easiest loan you'll ever apply for. And it, it's not really that closely tied to your credit score or anything like that. It's just, money that the government is making available. Um, the next time around, they may add some more strings attached, but right now it's pretty much just, just there for you. And uh, there's no reason really not to do this. And let's also remember how much have we contributed to our government in our tax returns and our taxes that we pay annually? You know, that's our money. So take advantage of it. It's, it's not a bad thing to take because we've all struggled this last year or two. And, and the government you know, wants small businesses to succeed. Yes. And we're the backbone of the country. So yes, take advantage of it. We've already paid into it. Let's get some of it back so that we can continue to pay taxes going forward in the future. <laughs> so... Um, we want, another thing we wanted to have you back for is to talk a little bit more about, um, building business credit and, uh, where, you know, for, for those of us that really haven't had it, what's, what are some strategies we could use to start and what are the reasons why we would want to do that? Great. Well, I have a program that we have available to business owners and what, why build business credit? Well, how many of us have poured our own monies and credit into our businesses? Probably 100% of us. Well, more than 80% of the nation does not realize that there is business credit that can be built for your business. And why do we want to do that? Well, when we need our next round of funding for our business, we don't want to have to turn to our personal credit 
to reflect on that and to have to collateralize our personal effects. We want to be able to let the business stand for itself. So what we want to do is build the business credit. And to do, to, to do that, it takes a few steps. Um, there are some different um, programs that, like I said, we have available, but you could do it on your own. It's going to, you know, it's going to take some work and it takes some time. You need to know who the trade lines are that report to those credit bureaus for business credit. Um, there are a list of them. We need to, you know, make sure that you're on those trade lines and start building your business credit there. I have a team that will guide you down those paths to make it available for you. And when you're not leaning so much on your personal credit, your credit scores can go back to a better standing to make you a better borrower going forward. And when your business is in order, even some of the SBA lending pro programs require you to have a business credit score. So you need those in place for future lending. And when we can make you appear in your business appear as the better borrower, you'll have more favorable outcomes and terms from the lenders. You know, lenders don't wanna to lend to you when you need the money. So let's get you prepared so that when those rainy days come or when the next COVID happens, when you need your next line of credit for your next opportunity that comes into play, we can get you ready for that. Um, is, does it matter um, whether you're a sole proprietor corporation? Is it better to, to incorporate a business to start building credit? Well, you need to have an entity to build business credit. So either a corporation or an LLC will need to be in, in order. Um, you wanna have a website that shows your business. Even if you just operate word of mouth or you, know, you, you have your own network that you're in touch with, a lender will want to see that you have a website. They want to see that you have a business phone number. Those are two things that will build credibility to the lenders for your business to be a credible business to be able to access business credit. So um, just a lot of us, especially the, the sole proprietors and the one pole uh, pool operations pretty much use their cell phone for everything. They don't even have a landline at home, a lot of us. Um, do we need to get a separate phone then for, for business? Well, you, wanna, you want to have a business line dedicated to your business so that anytime you're answering the phone, it's not, hey, it's Joe. No, this is, you know, so-and-so's place of business, you know, and, and you want to have that, you know, available out there on your website, you know, your business line is, you need someone professional answering it or have an answering service. If it does go to a voicemail, it's not like, hey, this is Joe. No, this is for myself, Fit You Finance or Rodino and Associates. How may I help you? You know, you need to have that in place so that when the lenders do call you, they don't get the red flag of, oh, you know, there's someone's child answering the phone or, um, you know, you're, 
not ready to accept a business call. Okay. So that's something that you want in place. Um, I was going to say, one, sorry, Dave, one more thing I was going to say in regards to the, the business side of things too, is that um, when you, when you apply for business credit, you get business credit, you start to grow it. It's not based on your social security number anymore. It's based on the EIN of the business or something like that, which is why you have to be incorporated because you don't have an EIN or, you know, be a business. You don't have an EIN if you don't, um, you know, incorporate your business or something like that. But that protects you, does it not, Lisa, in regards to, you know, if something were to happen, they can't come after your personal items? That is correct. You will have a win an umbrella of protection if you are only working with your EIN number when it comes to lending. They can't come back to you and sue you for your place of residence or anything else. It's only what your business has in possession. Also, um, when you have that EIN number, you can go out and lease a vehicle under your EIN number and it will never show up on your personal credit. Interesting, okay, I did not know that. Yeah, yep, so when you need equipment and you wanna lease it or you need to purchase it, if your EIN number is in place, we're not gonna have to look at your personal credit score. We're not gonna go to your, attach it to your personal credit reports. So we need to have a business entity, a corporation or an LLC. We need a website and a phone number. Mm -hmm. um, those are all great places to start. What other qualifications or what other, what other things do we need to do? Make sure your email address is not a general Yahoo or, or Google or Hotmail. You want your email address to be attached to your website. So whatever your URL is, you want your email to be similar. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, yep. Like info at joespoolinc.com. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Or joe at joespool.com. Okay. Yep. Um, anything else? You can easily do that. For those of you who don't know, you can easily do that via Google or your GoDaddy. Yeah, you know, whoever hosts your website. Yeah, you get Microsoft Office through GoDaddy, um, and then they'll actually set you up with an email. And you don't even have to do the Office part; you can just do the email side. Wherever you bought your domain, whether it be Google Domains or GoDaddy, they'll set yep. you up with an email account that'll be tied to your your your, your uh, website. Right. So that will it's help. Not you. expensive either. So. Right, and that all those steps help to get you positioned for acquiring business lending. So those are you know. Those are good places to start. And uh, like I said, we have a provider that can put you with the team that will guide you down that path and you know get everything in order for you to get you ready for the business lending that we, you know, we can make available. Nice. So so you actually um, will help walk us through every step of that process. Right, and it is not a do-it-yourself program like you see many others do out there. You have a team of three professionals that will work you, with you over a set time period to <clears throat> get this going for you. And there's some nice offers that they will be able to bring to the table for you, depending on your, you know, your background. So, 
you uh, last time we talked, you um, you spoke of business credit as actually being an asset to the business, and that was a that was kind of a a new thought to me and, and a lot of us that came out of the single pole sole proprietor mentality. Anything that's a debt, we looked at as a bad thing. We don't want to acquire debt with our company, but explain to us how, how that is an asset to the business. Well, it's an asset because when you ever have any future opportunities, all you have to do is, you know, take care of paying for it and having it available. But when you're looking at possibly selling your business going forward, your business lines of credit can be considered a piece of your business. So your pool company compared to someone else's pool company that has credit available when they sell it, it will be worth more because that credit's already in place. So the business credit is actually transferable from owner to owner. Yes. Yes, for the per for when it is completely attached to the business, it can be released to the next owner. I love that idea. So it's really building the business. You know, if your if your plan is to sell the business at some point in the future, or you know, for retirement or whatever the case is, you can utilize that as an asset for the business, which I think is a big deal. Right. Yeah, yeah that it is, and but. One thing, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing to keep in mind as you're building your business credit, you never ever want to pay your business credit debt late, not even by one day. So you've got to keep that in mind. You know, the personal credit, yeah, you can go up to 30 days, nothing's going to get reported. On the business side, if you're one day late, it's going to be a negative. So keep that in mind. You need to manage your business accounts very carefully. So it's, Thanks for that, Lisa. That's a good tip. Yep. It's an asset to the business, but like any other asset, you have to maintain it properly. Correct. That is correct. Makes sense. That was, that's really good stuff. It's a lot to think about. Um, Really and you don't think about it unless you own your own business, right? Because, you know, Dave, when I, when I, I don't know about you, but when I've worked for other companies, obviously this isn't even a concern. You don't think about that kind of thing. Right, right. But as soon as you start working for yourself, all these things come into play that you never even thought of. And, you know, it's easy just to get stuck in your business and not really, you know, do what you need to do to, to plan for your business correctly. And a lot of us do that, including myself. So it's really important to understand how you can, you know, build the business, not only from, you know, revenue and customer perspective, but also on the business side so that it's like, it builds value. And if you want to sell it at some point, you can. I think that's all really important. Right. And another important thing to keep in mind, you need to have a business account, business bank account. Yes. To have it all attached. And one thing I, you know, I say is make sure everything is on auto pay, at least the minimum, so that if you're not able to focus on it, make sure those bills are getting covered. Makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, as far as SBA loans, did you have anything else on that topic, Dave? Uh, no, no. Okay. I want to talk a little bit, Lisa, before we let you go today about SBA loans, because obviously the PPP loan 
is for payroll, payroll protection program. But there are lots of SBA loans out there for businesses, whether they be bigger businesses or, or can you talk a little bit about other options for loans? Maybe if there's significant growth that they want to do or investment in, you know, property or equipment or whatever, mm -hmm. what kind of other loans are out there for businesses? Well, for, for businesses, yes, there's tons of PPP, or excuse me, PPP, yes, we know that, we're, we got that. But um, SBA has many different loans. They have the 7A loan and the 504 loan. Um, those loans are very nice for business owners that are expanding or for purchase, or you know, if someone is acquiring a franchise. Those are excellent loans to have available. Um, some other less traditional, if you don't make the requirements for SBA. We do have some lenders that we can do bridge lending for people that are purchasing a business that maybe things, the cash flow isn't quite there yet, or they don't quite meet the SBA requirements. So we could put someone in a bridge loan and um, get them ready to be SBA qualified. Um, and SBA has some nice deals where you can go up to 25 years on the um, terms so that you don't have to do a balloon. Um, we have li unsecured lines of credit that we can make available. Those can you know, get a little more expensive, but they are readily available. And um, there's no prepayment penalties on many of those. Uh, we have real estate loans that we can bring to the table with longer terms, you know, we have the seven year, five year or the 10 year balloons if you don't like your payments being too high, but we also have programs that will let you go out to 25 years on those commercial real estate properties. Also investors, we can work with investors to see about, you know, getting them the capital they need for their next purchase, either real estate or, uh, excuse me, residential or commercial. So we have, you know, many different programs that we can bring to the table. We also have ways of, you know, is your business spending too much on um, financing or point of sale purchases for credit card processing? Uh, we have providers that can review those credit card processing um, receipts that you have, and they can see if they could do better for you. And um, some of them even offer the equipment for the credit card processing. Um, so, you know, bring me your story. We can, we can explore how to get things done and, you know, get you some more affordable lending or see about getting you some savings. I think a lot of these too, Dave, but I was just gonna bring one thing up is that sure. a lot of times people don't connect with folks that we recommend to them via our podcast or other things, because they're assuming that once they make, they give their email up or they make a phone call to Lisa or whoever else we have on our podcast, that all of a sudden they're going to be sold stuff they don't want, or they're going to be on this endless loop of emails for things that they don't need or don't want. And what I would just like to say to those people, because I understand that a hundred percent is don't be afraid to say no if it's not something you don't want. You know, ex explore what, what options are out there for your business to really help your business. 
But if it's something you don't want, then just say, sorry, Lisa, you know, I'm not interested in that program. I want to talk about this, but I'm not interested in that. Because I think a lot of times people get stuck because they're afraid to say no about something that they don't need. And so therefore they just don't contact anybody and learn about the options because they're afraid that they're going to be sold things that they don't want or need. And I'm just, you know, just put yourself out there and say, no, it's actually, it's a pet peeve of mine. If you can't just say no to me, if I'm trying to sell you something through my business and you're, you just ignore me because you're afraid to say no, I don't, I don't take it personally. I want only to bring to you what you need. And if I don't take it personally, if you say no to me, and I'm sure Lisa doesn't either. So don't be afraid to, to go out there and actually research options that are going to help your business. Right. And I, you know, I want to be an advocate for my clients. Yes. You know, I'm looking for what's best for them. And if it's no, it's no, and that's fine. And I don't take offense. And also we're, we're the judgment-free zone, yes. um, you know, in finance, um, because many of you, of you folks may not fit at the local bank. Well, those are the folks that turn to us and we will find the providers that are willing to work with you. You know, I'm currently working on with someone that had a bankruptcy recently, you know, and we're getting them the financing they need to own their real estate, you know, so we make things happen. And that's, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it happens to be all the time, Dave. <laughs> old, age is, old age is catching up to me. Kick it in, right? <laughs> this is valuable, um, Lisa. Thank you so much. I don't know, Dave, did you have additional questions for Lisa? I had something more about the PPP, but it's just gone now. It left you, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, understand also the PPP at the 1% interest, that loan is even priced better than the EIDL loan, which is at 3.75%. Granted, right. the EIDL loan does extend out to 25 years, potentially, you know, and it's a 3.75% interest rate. That one's not forgivable, but that's still a nice loan, but it's still not as good as that PPP loan at 1%. Right. Are there grants available, Lisa? Are there grants out there for small businesses as well? Yes, there are. But SBA has had a little trouble getting them rolling. Um, there is the, um, the grant for the live venues that is in play currently. So anyone with a live venue, and that do, doesn't mean just Broadway shows with their brick and mortar. It's those producers, the actors, anyone that partakes in any live venues is eligible. And that grant is available through the SBA directly. There's also one called the Restaurant Relief Fund. That is a fund, not a grant. That is capital for business owners and any business owner, business owners that have restaurants or any food service or drink service. So that's anything from a brick and mortar restaurant to an ice cream truck is eligible. So that's direct from the SBA as well. Go research that if you, or share that information with anyone you know that has a restaurant or ice cream truck or bar, you name it. You know, if they're serving food, they may be eligible for those funds. Nice. Yes. Absolutely. Well, this yeah. has been valuable, Lisa. I think, again, a lot of people don't realize what's out there for them for their business. And again, we're, we're the same as you. Our mindset is the same as yours and that we just want to be advocates and help 
you know, right. those in the pool industry who have businesses and are trying to succeed. And, you know, the good news for us is that we've been real busy the last year. Um, and so the fact that people are buying stuff for their backyards a positive for us, for sure. But it creates other issues, which is trying to manage, you know, customer loads or inquiries or how to manage the business side of your business. So thank you so much for giving us some tips on how to, to, to finance that side. Oh, sure. Always happy to give a hand and help. That's what we're here for. Perfect. Well, do you guys have anything else, Dave, before we, we, uh, we're done today? No, I think that that covered everything for me. Uh, okay, I really appreciate this, Lisa. Thank you for your time and oh. for sharing this. And, and, uh, I hope that it, it inspires some, some of those, the smaller single pole guys to, um, start looking a little more open-mindedly at, at, uh, taking advantage of financing and money that's out there for you. Absolutely. A new voice in the industry, a resource for all, education for you. This is Pool Pro Podcast. Build relationships and share important news as we get ready for our next backyard adventure. Pool Pro Podcast. Backyard adventures are better together. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.